Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to please leave us a five-star review. Thank you to the great introduction, as always, to Nicole Thompson and for the awesome intro music from our guy, Mike Regina, great start to the episode as always. So without further ado, let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Um, I mean, this is usually our favorite part of the year. I mean, we're deep into fantasy football, fantasy basketball is just starting. We're usually at each other's necks. Either one of us is winning, one of us is losing. We're arguing about trades. But Admit it. This is like the best time of the year, really. It is in the college football rankings are about to come out. So there's and more we're not in them. But more, okay. <laughs> well, Miami Hurricanes have never been in. Well, 2017, they were, I guess. But other than that, it's been a rough go for our Hurricanes. But we, we don't want to talk about that, JT. You don't want to talk about the Hurricanes? That's a first. <laughs> so what we will talk about, though, some NFL, NBA, So let's get into it, JT. As we all know by now, John Gruden is no longer the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. But this past Tuesday, Roger Goodell said the league is unwavering in its stance that it will not release findings related to the investigation of the Washington football team's workplace. This was the investigation that led to the leaked uh, John Gruden email. So JT, first looking at John Gruden, do you think he will work again in sports? This is tough. And I would say no, but, you know, things like this shock me all the time. I look at Don Imus as the litmus test. And for those of you who don't remember Don Imus, a uh, really, really big time radio personality, uh, said some, uh, to put it lightly, racially insensitive comments. And what happened to him? He got fired. But he got a better paying job on satellite radio. So when I look at it that way, could Gruden surface somewhere in sports? It depends on where you where you see him going, where I think he would like to be. So if we're talking about coaching, um, like going back to ESPN or Fox Sports and one of those major networks, I got to say no, because like he checked too many boxes to be unhirable. Like one, he said the racially insensitive comments about Demora Smith. And then he said, you know, homophobic slurs which offended not just the lgbt community but you know all their allies and everybody who you know who supports that that community so it'll be really hard for him to get a job in sports because who's going to take on you know the the shit storm that's going to come along with you know bringing him on board so i hope it's no i'm going to say it's no so you bring up a good point as far as like where or who could hire him so If I'm answering the question of whether I think he will work again in sports, because because the question is very general with sports, I'm going to actually I think he will. 
And, you know, this is all just a guess, obviously. I don't think immediately, but, you know, JT, we've seen for certain people, you know, we are a society of second chances, right? Except, you know, apparently when it comes to calling Kaepernick, uh, though, and, and we've, you know, we've, uh, we've discussed that at, at length. So well, it's, it's second chances with an asterisk. So, well, that's what I'm on, saying. I yeah, said yeah, certain people. Who, I said certain people. Who you are, Correct. What you do and who you piss off. That, that determines Correct. your second chance. Correct. And that's why I said for certain people. And I think John Gruden may fall into that category, that asterisk uh, category where he does get a, a second chance. Because I think you kind of mentioned like Sirius XM, that's a possibility. I mean, think about this, JT. It's crazy to think that Art Bryles got another coaching job somewhere. That to me, that's not really and, that shocking and, because and because it was you, that because you can, you can you can always shield yourself from like did Art Bryles himself actually do something or did but you know the situation just lose control like he, he was wrong but you can always come back from that. But he went to the high school level. I mean, you're entrusting your kids with this guy. That I mean, it's high failed, school, though, and it's that, Art Browse. But he failed at all levels of, like, security, right, and, and making sure that people were okay. But a- anyway, I digress from Art Browse, right? All I'm saying is that John Gruden's too much of a polarizing personality that some network, whether it's Sirius XM, whether it's, you know, his, his own little broadcasting thing, um, you know, maybe it's a podcast through through some sort of network like Barstool he, is just like, John, when can we hire you? Like they're going to be too enticed to not take a chance on him because they know people will still watch. And so, I, I mean, I don't think he should get another shot in sports uh, for the many insensitive, inappropriate, you know, emails and his just his his thoughts. But. And, and I don't know how he could work again in sports, but I just get that feeling that he eventually will. Like, time I mean, will pass and he'll get that chance. Well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll finish it up with this. If we're just talking about the things that he said about Demora Smith that were the racist components to what, you know, came out that was wrong that he did, absolutely, I think he can work in sports again because people do that all the time. I mean, the owners probably, you know, on average agree with a lot of the stuff that he said anyway, so... At least, you know, he's always got a job there. Now, here's the thing. It's that in conjunction with what he said that offended the LGBTQ community. Now, that, I think, is the real kicker as to, like you said, where can he get hired? It's going to have to be a place where they're going to say, you know what? We don't care what anybody says. We don't care about the backlash. We just think that there is a demographic out there that is going to love the fact that we hired John Gruden in spite of all that. If he can find that lane, then he'll get hired again. If not, then there's no chance. So more specifically now to the investigation, JT, should the NFL, you know, as we mentioned, their stances, they're not releasing the findings. Should the NFL release all the findings of the uh, Washington football team investigation? Should they? Absolutely. You mean, I mean, look, we all know that there's going to be damning evidence. Like, if anything is on Daniel Snyder's servers, I'm pretty sure it's not good for all parties involved. John Gruden found that out the hard way. But, yeah, absolutely they should. I feel like they owe it to their fans. They owe it to the people and the victims that have lawsuits against the Washington football team. 
they owe it, you know, to the public to say like, hey, like, this is an investigation. You're not above the law. Like, make the findings public. Like, set this right. Like, if they don't release, you know, what they found in this investigation, then nobody's going to feel like this is a legitimate investigation into the NFL or into the Washington football team. Like, Daniel Snyder's just getting away scot-free. Like, you have to make that stuff public. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they have to like by law, but I agree with you that that they should like don't all the other investigations in sports have like released reports after investigations. Why not this one? That's what's really curious. Like you go look at you, the hit. Well, you know, you know why? Because you know what's on there. Well, of course. But there was a lot of bad stuff on all these other ones. The Baylor report back in like 2011, 2012, that that came out in 2018, maybe one of the biggest investigations ever. The independent uh, investigators released a 233 page report regarding um, the investigation into Larry Nassar's abuse of hundreds of gymnasts. So why is this like why is the NFL above all of this? that they're not releasing it and there's not enough pressure they're, on the NFL to release it. I hate that you say that, but you're kind of right. You asked the question, why is the NFL above it? It's not that they're above it. It's just that it seems why, like why it, you bring up good points. The difference between this, the Baylor situation and the NASA situation is simple. It's money. It's too many powerful people involved with money. Like Daniel Snyder is not broke. And that plays a part into it. Like, him and Robert Kraft are in the same boat. Like money talks. Like you, you can you can turn this into a situation where nothing comes out about you. You know what I mean? That's why they feel like they don't have to do it. Like there's too much money involved, and when there's money involved, you can get things to go your way. Unfortunately, and it's not only that they're never going to face enough pressure that you know people are boycotting the sport and the owners are losing money. Like it's never going to get to that point. So you know, because fans, they, because they know the one thing that people don't want to admit which I think is sad. The fans just don't care. They don't care about that. They just say, look, look, do what you got to do. As long as it doesn't affect, you know, our 18 weeks of joy, then do what you got to do. Like right. that's all they care about. And the NFL knows that. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. There's not enough pressure. People are still going to watch. It doesn't affect their day-to-day -day life. So they're not putting the pressure in the NFL. like, why would we release this and have all this other cat? Uh, collateral damage not of only of individuals jt but of their brand of the shield right they always talk about protecting the shield that's essentially what they're doing yeah, here protecting the shield from the players not the owners because they know how damning this report you know could be well basically it's going to confirm everything that people have thought that the owners are shitty people and it's going to confirm they've done a lot of bad things that people have probably tried to hold them accountable for and sue them for for years like you think the nfl is just gonna open themselves up to that many lawsuits like no they're not gonna do that but you know uh speaking of pressure uh can we talk about some coaching rumors sure i know i know you love the rumor windmill whether it's trades or or coaching hot seats yeah because you want the same old boring stuff like manny diaz but speaking of coaching rumors uh, rumors for the USC and LSU openings are on full blast as Mike Tomlin's name has been thrown around as a potential candidate. However, he did shoot down those rumors during a press conference this week. So, Don, this is your coach, your team. I want to ask you, should Tomlin can seriously consider leaving the Steelers for either the USC or the LSU job? 
JT, is this even a question? It's Are, really not, but I just it, want to hear what you have to it's say. It's not. It, this is a JT-type question, just trying to create drama. Well, if like, you would spend time coming up with some questions, every question wouldn't be a JT question. You see a pattern here? Do the work, and you can get some credit. No wonder our ratings are low. I do got to step in with, with topics. Hey, man, they so, want to hear a different perspective. So, I mean, absolutely not. He should not. Seriously. He shouldn't even consider it, let alone seriously consider it. JT, the Steelers are the best, most patient, most consistent organization in all of sports. And I don't care Facts. what sport, what Facts. country, what league it is. It, it, it's it's it, them in the heat, to be honest with you. Like, those are the two most consistent like they they do what they say franchises right in the heat just haven't been around as long as the Steelers but I mean like look at coach O right two years less than two years ago right now JT he was winning the title he was on top of the world one of the best teams ever (laughs) yeah and now he's out like not even finishing two seasons he made it an extra season and a half like that's the pressure you face in the SEC granted the Steelers are the NFL professional football but the SEC pressure compared to the Steelers pressure, yeah, you're going to get some heat in the media, but the owners always back you in Pittsburgh until it's actually that time to leave. So, like, why does Tomlin want to recruit? Why would he want to deal with the NCAA, you know, uh, regulations and, and all of those things? Like, he has it made in Pittsburgh. So that's why he answered that way, and I truly believe his answer. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Also, shout out to Mike Tomlin because – that's always a tough position. Like, what exactly is he supposed to say when he's asked in front of a million media members, you know, hey, like, you're up for, there's rumors saying that you're up for this coaching job. Do you want to take it? He's supposed to be like, you know what, hell, you know, yeah, you know, my agent has been making some calls, you know, we're going to see what happens, you know, I might go, I might not, but I'm kind of looking to get out of here, kind of seeing what, you know, what's on the table, what's the best deal for me. Like, he's not going to say that. He said the, he said the perfect Mike Tomlin answer. There's not a blank check big enough to get me to lead this organization. And he's right exactly for all the reasons you said. Steelers have had how many coaches in our lifetime? Like two, three? Like that's it. Three in our lifetime. Yeah, three in our lifetime. That's that's what makes this the best job in sports. You know that basically you can stay the coach until you quit. Like they are, they're going to – it would take something – catastrophic for Mike Tomlin to not be the, to be fired as the head coach of the Steelers. He knows it. The fans know it. That is the best job in the world because it has the most job security. Like it's perfect. He doesn't make the playoffs. He's fine. He makes the playoffs. It enhances his legacy. He's not going anywhere. Definitely not to USC. Right. And and you asked, um, you had, you had brought up a, uh, a good point with, Oh, how's he supposed to respond? Most coaches, though, JT, would be like, well, you know, I, I, I'm focused on the Cleveland Browns, right? No, he was point blank telling USC, LSU, like, don't even pick up the phone. And not all coaches will do that. So I, I do he, respect. Because he, knows, because he knows that grass isn't greener. When you're in Cleveland, you're like, well, maybe a little bit. What kind of fertilizer are they using over there? Like, you know, <laughs> in Pittsburgh, like, this is as good as it gets. It's, it, it, there's no competition. But speaking of the job openings, you know, so obviously I think we're both on board that Tomlin is out. But there are some other candidates that I feel that you know might want to take a look at some of these job openings. So Byron Left, which is a guy that comes to mind, obviously our boy Eric Bieniemy, who we always talk about. Um, should either of those two seriously consider, you know, USC or LSU 
if it's offered to them. So let me start first with Leftwich. Whether it's USC or LSU, no. In my opinion, I think this is the route now for Leftwich, right? You wait until Tom Brady retires because then that means Bruce Arians is probably going to retire. He's already 69. Like, you are on track in Tampa, Byron Leftwich, to be the head coach there. Keep doing what you're doing. Work really well with Tom Brady and Arians, right? Get the ownership to know you, to trust you. And then those two guys within maybe two or three years are probably both, meaning Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, going to be gone. So why jump ship now to places that are rebuilding, essentially, fail, and then, like you always say, never get another opportunity? If your goal is to be the head coach in the NFL, stay in Tampa, keep doing what you're doing, win some soups, win one or two more Super Bowls, have Tom Brady endorse you as the next head coach of Tampa, and you've got it set. So left which don't even have your agent pick up the phone when USC or LSU call. Now, Eric Bieniemy is a little different. Eric Bieniemy, he's got a decision to make here if they do call, meaning USC or LSU. He's got to decide, do I want to be a head coach one day in the NFL, or do I want to be the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs? Because I believe at this point, JT, if he has not received a legit offer from an NFL team in the way things are going right now in Kansas City, he's not going to get one at the end of the year anyway. So if he wants to be just a, a, an NFL coach anywhere a, in the anywhere that's in the a NFL. really good point. Like, I never really thought about that because this is like the Chiefs sinking their own value is really tanking the enemy's value yes. too. Like he's, yes. his value is probably tanking more than anybody in that, on that team. So funny enough, one of our loyal listeners, so, so I appreciate him. He, he texted me saying, you know, kind of what happens first, or is it more realistic now that the enemy gets, you know, fired as OC than hired as a head coach somewhere. And it got me thinking like, Hmm. So if he just wants to be a, a, an NFL head coach one day, I think he may, even though I, I think this is terrible, I think he should have already been a head coach somewhere in the NFL. He may have to go prove himself at a place like USC or LSU to then get a Kingsbury type offer, a Matt Rule, a Chip Kelly type offer in the NFL. Now, the thing is, maybe he can go the route of Leftwich, even though I don't know if Andy Reid will ever retire, but... He could go the route of left, which that I just mentioned, and that, you know what? Stay at home, be patient. Andy Reid will endorse you to, to, the, um, to, the, to the Kansas City ownership, and you can take over as Kansas City head coach. But again, the way things are going, though, he's got to be careful. So I think he does have to entertain USC LSU offers. Good points. I will say this for both of those guys. I would definitely not leave my NFL position for the USC job because I think that is 100% a trap job. Everybody, it's it's not what it was when Pete Carroll was there. Recruiting's different. College football landscape is different. Like, and, and Reggie Bush isn't walking through that it, door. Exactly. Even if you paid him, like USC is just not what it was. So 100% that's a trap job. Now LSU, that is different because. That is a program that recruits itself. And regardless of who the coach is, they're still going to get talent. The right name is what could push them over to, you know, overtake Alabama or Georgia for that year. Now, here's the thing. Bleffwich, I agree with you. I think he should stay right where he is because they'll love him in Tampa. The players will already be on board with him. And I think that is his best option and the path he should take. 
the enemy, you brought up a good point. I think his draft, I think his, I want to say draft stock. I think his, <laughs> his, his hiring stock has probably been torpedoed because like Mahomes has had a serious regression and, and nobody's going to look at Andy Reid as the reason or Mahomes yep, for just yep. not, you know, playing right. well. It's going to be like, well, the guy we didn't like in the first place, Eric Bieni, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. his fault. So, yep. you know, he, he's the reason that this is going wrong. If I'm the enemy, they offer me the LSU job. I'm jumping down in a heartbeat because guess what? That in Alabama are the two jobs in college football that if you are there, you're going to get a chance to go back into the NFL. They just love those two programs. The odds of you busting and not doing anything there, you have to be a shitty coach, and which I do not think he is. And guess what? Here's the one thing for BME why I think LSU is a great spot. Always going to have nasty defensive players. What's the one thing that LSU always just has to worry about that makes them elite is the quarterback. Quarterback, yep. He is a quarterback whisperer. So if you get that guy in there, they're going to get some quarterback talent and he's going to be able to coach him. I 100% take the LSU job if I'm him. All right, so speaking of quarterbacks, you brought up Tom Brady, so we're going to talk about him. This may be sick because I was actually watching the game live when I saw it. So this past Sunday, Brady threw for a 600th touchdown of his career in a home game. Now, did oh. you know, hold on. Did you know at the time that it, it was, was his yeah, 600th? Because I, because the they play, were saying it on the broadcast. Well, yeah, because the touchdown before was 599. And I think somebody either threw it or gave it away. And I'm like, Oh man, they can't do that for the next one. <laughs> so I was, it was, in, it was on my mind. And, you know, I was watching to see if Justin Fields was going to do something and he didn't of course, but I was paying attention, but nonetheless, Brady threw a 600 touchdown pass. Um, Mike Evans then handed the ball to a fan in the front row. Now the fan was later approached by a Tampa Bay Bucks staff member and the fan agreed to give the ball back. Don't know why, <laughs> but in the end, the Bucks gave the fan, let me get this right. Two signed jerseys, a helmet from Brady, a signed Mike Evans Jersey. Cause you know, everybody wants one of those. That put it over the top. That, that put the deal over the top. Like, case closed and his game cleats. Evans game cleats or Brady's game cleats? I think Evans. Okay. So not even the GOATS game cleats, but <laughs> Evans game cleats. A thousand dollar credit at the team store. I can't even use the shit on Amazon. And two season passes for the remainder of this season and next year. So let me get this right. Hold on. <laughs> Jerseys, helmets, cleats of the dude who's not even a Hall of Famer yet. And a thousand dollars that I have to go to the damn team store and use. And Brady is also claiming that he gave the fan Bitcoin. All right, so all that's on the table for the 600 touchdown ball. Was this a fair trade? This actually goes hand in hand with our lives right now because we've been arguing about fair trades for weeks. Is Are you pressing the smash button on this deal? Well, the thing is, if the whole Brady thing is true, that he's, that he's giving the fan a Bitcoin, then absolutely it's a fair trade do you know the current price of one bitcoin right now jt in u.s dollars uh maybe like 12 grand i don't know i lost track Sixty thousand five hundred dollars it's that high wow so to me that's enough right there you can keep the the sweaty cleats you can keep the signed jersey from mike evans you can keep the team store credit because i probably can't even sell that credit to somebody else it's probably non-transferable so Listen, you've got the Bitcoin, you've got all the other stuff and the fame. Forget about it. I, I mean, it, the deal is good. Take it's a fair trade. I feel like no. And you make a big, a good deal. about. You're going to have to work too hard to get anything more. That's the problem. Here's the thing. 
that football is going to be worth so much money. I, I, I was reading online. They were saying that if he would have kept the ball, he probably could have gotten half a million dollars for it. Like, obviously, he would have had to go through the process of, you know, getting everything certified, authenticated, going to the right people. But, like, at the end of the day, that sounds better than – I know Bitcoin Bitcoin can appreciate with value, but it sounds a hell of a lot better than shitty team store gift card, Mike Evans cleats, like – helmets like, like none of that stuff matters like we're talking about half a million dollars and here's the thing because it's a national story people are probably gonna overpay for that because of all the drama surrounding it like i know brady wants this ball i know he ain't broke come get it so no i don't think it was a fair trade okay. but obviously we're on opposite ends you a little bit softer in the negotiations than i would be but wow i didn't say all that I didn't say. Ask you you asked. Like, hold on. Like, well, you hold on, asked. Talk, 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 talk. What was the question? Well, was I'm it asking, a fair asking, trade? And I said that was question. fair. What would you have, if that was you in that situation, what would you have done? Oh, I, I'm keeping the ball and negotiating because I want a sit there's, down there's, with TB12. There's the crook I know. <laughs> I want, wow. See, this is how he treats me, fans and listeners, people at home. This is how he treats me on a daily basis, name calling like that. Listen, I want to sit down with TV 12. So I'm holding on to the ball like Tiki Barber. All right. And I want to sit down with TB 12 before we even start negotiating. That's my first demand. A sit down with TB 12 himself and I'll negotiate with him directly. All right. First, what I would have done if I was the fan, first thing I would have did is I would have paid attention, obviously, and I would have left immediately <laughs> as soon as I got the ball. As soon as I got the ball, I'd have hightailed it to the parking lot. I'd have called my attorney. I'd have gotten it authenticated uh, and just sold it to the highest bidder. Like, that's exactly what I'm doing. And if Tom Brady just happened to be one of those guys in the chat that's like, hey, like, I'm putting in a bid on this, so be it. You got to pay the you gotta pay the piper. Like, that's exactly like, – there's no, there's no memorabilia, no photo op, no golf tournament appearance. Nothing you could give me. That would make me give that JT, ball back. But JT, you may dollars. not have left that stadium unscathed. Like alive. Like alive, maybe. Yeah. They're gonna, like, they gonna have to come get me. They're gonna like the I fans saw, will I, do it I for saw, them. You saw, hold on, JT. You I saw what they guy, did to poor Steve Bartman. You saw I, what they did to Steve Bartman, right? Like you're trying you know to what? steal you know from what? them. And you know what? Maybe me and Steve Bartman different because guess what? Like you're gonna have to come see me in my face and try to get this ball from me. I'm I'm not you're not getting it from me. I'm sorry. All right. Like guy. I saw the way security approached him, I would have been okay. like, "Yes, thank okay, you. I know it's guy. a six hundred ball, but you're not getting it." Tell right. I'd be like, "Tell him to send me his checkbook. Give me a blank check." Mm-hmm. All right, tough guy. You done being tough? See, so you would have just get right back. You're like, yes, sir. Here you go. Tell him I'll take some cleats. I told you what I would do. Sit down with TB12. We'll talk it out. If you I sit got, down with TB12, ain't no way you're leaving that room with the ball. <laughs> I, I'll bring security. I'll bring you. You've been lifting. All right, cool. All right. I got a feed up. <laughs> of course you do. See? See? And you call me the crooked one. Wow. Okay. So last week, I know JT's been been itching to talk about this one and, and i am Yo, as why well. is everything I, me like do you do you want to I, do the damn show like I, you never itch to talk about anything it's I always keep, like oh i know jt's the one talking about this if you don't want to do the show with me just say it damn like are you excited to say anything i i am i was i was going to say i'm excited to do this one as well 
All right, we'll leave with that next time. Man. All right, so last week the, un- the NBA unveiled its list of the 75 greatest players in honor of the league's 75th season anniversary. There was a lot to talk about, but in particular, who got snubbed? That actually kind of was bigger than who made the list. So, oh, JT, we're going to go the um, the five biggest snubs from the NBA 75 list, no particular order, all right? So who do you have as one of the five uh, biggest snubs? Well, let's just get the elephant out of the room. It's Dwight Howard. I mean, I don't have him on that list. Oh, you don't? I mean, nope. if, if we're looking at guys that are on there, I mean, you got Dwight. Dwight much, the much as people hate him, his career body so, of work is just so takes at least three or four guys off of there. So you've got him. I, I'm going to, I'll admit this. All right. I'm going to admit it up front. I usually don't, but. My list is a little biased. I'm not going to lie. He's not on it because that NBA championship he has, to well, me, I feel like, I feel like I doesn't really count. Just, when you say your list is biased and he's not on it, I feel like we have the next guy is going to be on both our lists. Because when I found out he wasn't on it, I was like, hmm, okay, mm, whatever. But well, I, we'll, I, I admit, I, we'll see. I, I feel like the reason Dwight Howard is not on this list is because it's Kobe Bryant's fault. I feel like, I feel like Kobe Bryant really kind of like, chastising I, him as a teammate like is, if kobe don't like you you just say nothing well this is the reason why i don't have him on the list do you consider lennox lewis a top five heavyweight oh, of all we time really had this discussion already i'm just saying do you why howard is not lennox lewis but what He's i'm not. what i'm saying is is lennox lewis a top five heavyweight of all time in your opinion no why because of the competition uh, just because i guess when i'm it's it's harder for boxing because i feel like presence plays into it a little bit you know as far as who you consider like the best on top of the record as well but like here's the thing I'll, I'll i'll counter you with this question and then we'll go on to the next player do you consider like without without putting their personalities and how you feel about them as people into it do you consider there a huge gap between ben wallace and dwight howard yes there is but why I ask you about Lennox Lewis, a lot of people are like, he didn't fight anybody. So that's my analogy with Dwight Howard. He played in an era, right, that you didn't have the Jokic in the in the uh, in beads yet in in Howard's prime. He was yeah, just Yao and he was bite him like those are those are like the largest humans J, on earth. JT, you're not listening to my point. Meanwhile, go ask a kid in elementary school if they know who Andrew Bynum is. They're going to be like, who? Go ask them if they know Yao Ming they probably will have to look him up too. So what I'm saying is that competition, he didn't have to go against the Shaqs in their primes, the Ewings, the Robinson, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Name a center that was a perennial all-star that was both an offense and defensive threat in the Dwight Howard prime years. You can't name him. Tim he Duncan, was just, Pal Gasol, like – you're talking about big men that he would have to face. That I'm talking about office. legit. I'm talking about legit Chris centers. Bosch, like they're, like they're, they're not like centers. They're, Stop it. They're not centers. But you acting act like he didn't have to play any skill against any skilled big men. Like, I mean, but if, my if whole you point. Give the argument that he didn't have to play against like all these, you know, Patrick Ewers, and you'd be like, yeah, like it was shifting to a positionless league when but he was dominant. That's the thing. That's the thing. He was the last one of just being athletically gifted. He can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot threes. He is not Jokic. He's not any of those seven-footers. And you're telling me you'd take him over Joel Embiid if you're starting a team right now? Right now in today's NBA? Well, no, no but that's but, different, though. But so that's, that's my case, whole point. If that's the case, then go throw off 
all all those old, but old basketball players in the black and white that we don't know anything about. But, but that's like, not on true. This list. But that's not true because the thing is, you would still take Shaq probably over Embiid because he's that dominant. Shaq. I'm not talking about Shaq. You, and I feel like you're trying to dance around the point, but okay, whatever. So Dwight Howard is on mine. Who'd you have for your first one? Jokic, two-time oh. MVP. Okay. Jokic, two-time MVP. Or he's an MVP. Sorry. He's MVP. An MVP. I was say, an you know MVP. something I don't? <laughs> he's All an right, MVP. So I, I he's about should, to be a two-time. No, I'm I kidding. think we should just get this next one out the way because I, I feel bad for him. Like, dominant score is an NBA Hall of Famer. I don't know how he's not He's not on the list, but some is, guys who ain't done half of what he's done. Is, is, it, my guy, is it my guy T-Mac? It's T-Mac. Yeah. Like, how? Like. He, I think he I think that was the NBA biggest basketball in that era. Like you think about, it, like he's one of the guys that yeah. stands out. I think that was the biggest snub. He was a two-time scoring champ, you know, five or seven-time All Star. But just how he could play back then and not have much around him. I mean, the fact that a Damian Lillard's on there and like, he's not like that. Like what he did for Orlando, like Dwight Howard. Like as far as like recognition, like Dwight Howard can only dream. Like Dwight Howard has the has the numbers and accolades, but like T Max right there. And he has the Hall of Fame, but he has the flair too. Like people know who he is, and he put Orlando on the map. Right, his back. Yep, yep. All right. So who so, who's uh, your third, or who's who's the third guy? Chris Bosh. Because, because I feel like people forgot what he did in Toronto. Perennial All Star, one of the best big men in the league. Fits all your little categories. He can play in here. He's skilled. He can shoot. You know, he's got offense. And then I feel like he came to the Heat, played third fiddle. People forgot that he was. A 20 yeah. and 10 guy in Toronto every night, then he got sick. So for him not yeah. to be on the list, I feel like it's disrespectful. Like, ain't no way Damian Little should be on there and Chris Bosch not on there. There's just so many guys to choose from. So I feel bad leaving Bosch off, but but it's just who we think. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say Derek Rose. Derek Rose should have been on the list. He I was I was really close to considering him. The reason why he's is he a two-time MVP? Yes. He's the only so, yeah. two-time MVP not on the list. Like, to me, he's got to be on. Like, I understand he has injuries, but, man, for that stretch of time, you talk about the greatest. Like, he's still going to be talked about in 20 years by the guys that have seen him play. It's funny you It's funny you bring up Derrick Rose because I, I, I sort of agree with you, and I, I was really struggling to put him on my list. And I feel like the reason I can I – can, honestly see the argument for him if if they're making this list and he's not on it one is as good as he was with Chicago like how how much of a threat were they to win an NBA title like I like they were good some years but I never really felt like they had a chance to win an NBA title like that's how I felt and then also too you forget that there was a time like after his injuries until like before he got to the well kind of when he first got to the Knicks were like he really didn't even want to come back and play. And like I feel like people were just like, oh, like, Derrick Rose is soft. Like, he just doesn't care. He just, he just wants to take the money and doesn't play. And I feel like he was going through a really rough time, but fans and writers don't forget those kind of things. Like, he didn't want to talk to the media. He didn't care, like, about not playing. But now he's having fun again, and I think he's probably going to play another six, seven years. So if this list had come out maybe three years later, maybe he'd be on it. But I feel like people never forgot, like, he was at his pinnacle. 
the team was never really a threat, but he was really good. Like he never elevated the team and then he got hurt. So I think that's why he wasn't on the list. But weren't they like a top seed one year? I think they were a number a number one seed in the in, East like one year. And, and but that's, they, but they, and that's they the year he tore. And that's when he tore his, his knee in the playoffs, right? Was it that year? I don't know. And, and that's my whole point with that. It, and I'm glad you bring that up. Like you didn't see them as a threat. And that shows you how good he was. Like, he made it's, it's them the a top thing. team in the East. I feel like it's the same way people look at LeBron when he had those, like, Booby Gibson, like, uh, like Cavs teams. Like, they were terrible, but LeBron, but, like, still but that's like, made when, things happen year after year I, after year. And I think that shows how great LeBron is. Like, that oh, yeah, shows I mean, it no more than, it. than him being at the Lakers or the Heat. All right. So, I had Bosh. You had Rose as yep. your third. Yep. Um, who, I'm who, probably going to get flack for this one. Who's a fourth guy? Vince Carter. I, I got like, I got him on the list. How how yeah, don't you have him on the list? Well, because I feel like he falls into the Derrick Rose category of you forget there was a time in Vince Carter's career where it's like, oh, he's only a dunker. He did he didn't want to play hurt. He was kind of soft. He complained. But like you think about when Vince Carter played in the NBA, like he was such a big face for basketball because he represented everything that was exciting. Not to mention, like him and Dwight Howard basically had like a what, like a seven-year stretch where they were like like top guys in the league, like this guy could play basketball, but yeah, dunk contest, you know, everything that was exciting, the Olympics, you know, the, the Vince Sanity Air Canada, you know, think about that. Like that was the NBA. Like you can't, it, you can't take Vince Carter out and not have NBA history. Like it's going to be a big ass gap. And for yep. him not to be on the list is disappointing. Yep. I agree. So we've got T-Mac and Vince. So we did pretty good. Um, who's your, who's your last guy that got snubbed? It's Ginobili, and I feel like wow. how do you not have it? Can you say he's the best six man of all time? If you I think, think about there's it, a like, lot. There's some arguments that can be made. And then he's he has the hardware. I mean, like the Spurs were they are a they are one of the best dynasties of sports of all time. And like he was the he was one of the main engines that made that go. Like you think about that international play. You know, for for him not to be on the list, and there's some guys that are still active on that list that have not done anything. To me, that that just discredited the whole list. Like Ginobili is one of those guys where there's there's like 20 guys you can swap out and put him in. So you're not going to agree with this one, and I know you're going to roll I'm, your I'm eyes. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. What you got, Clay Thompson? Ooh, all right. I mean, he he checks the boxes. The reason, uh, the reason why, the reason why I say Clay Thompson, and I know some people felt Draymond was snub. Draymond just doesn't have enough. You can't be the, can't be the third option. Yeah, game, like you, yeah. Well, some would say Chris Bosh is, and you have him on the list, no, but, but he did but, it in Toronto. But he, but he, he did but it he in Toronto. He was a I, I agree. The reason why I say Clay, and it's not quite to this level, but that would be like saying, eh. Yeah, Pippen shouldn't be on the list, right? Clay was the defensive guy. Clay could shoot, right? Clay was consistent. And so to me, he's been in the league long enough now, JT, that him and Steph are linked forever, and he's got to be on this list. I agree with you because for the same reasons that I want Vince Carter on this list, like everybody, I might not necessarily agree with this, but everybody's always saying Clay Thompson, Steph Curry best shooters all the time like Steph is on this list no problem but guess what like you said they're linked together same amount of titles that Steph got Clay got same same type of shooter that Steph is Clay is maybe even better in some aspects you know add the defensive number add the defensive ability in there like 
you can make your argument they're not a dynasty without Klay Thompson. Like they're just right. a fun offense with just Steph Curry. Like Klay Thompson right. should be on this list because without him, there is no Warriors dynasty. And without a Warriors dynasty, there is no NBA history. So absolutely, right. I think he should be it, on there. And don't get me wrong, there's different tiers within this list. So oh, yeah, Steph sure. and Jordan are in a different tier than Clay is. So uh, I mean Bro, uh, any anybody that could stop LeBron from being the like the definitive goat got to be on this list. Like, yeah. think about it. Like, he, they are the reason LeBron is like, oh, no, nah, he'll never touch Jordan. It's the Warriors. Well, to some people, he can't touch Jordan. To others, he can. So, um, JT, we, we got we to gotta go to weekend predictions, man. Everyone's favorite. They Jordan. wait all week to hear this. So, let's start in the college game. It's a big one in state rivalry, Michigan. At Michigan State, who you got? I'm all on for my boy, Mel T. I'm going Michigan State. You know what? Our uh, good friend, Ryan, will not agree with us, but I'm going Michigan State, too. All right, cool. I think I think the running back, Kenneth Walker, man, he's he's a special type of player. Ryan, if you're listening, I mean, we can, we can handle this in the DMs. <laughs> all right. The uh, what's it called? The largest outdoor cocktail, Georgia. Basically, basically, it's a satellite home game for Florida. That's what it should be called. Yes. Georgia versus Florida. I I still think in Jacksonville, right, JT? It's in Jacksonville. Who you got? It's Florida. And I I don't want to do this with Georgia, but like, this is what they do. Like, some way, somehow, they find a way to mess up a good thing. And the fact that Georgia has been playing so well, almost makes me feel even more confident picking Florida to beat them, and this is their mess up. So you got Florida here. I do. Ooh, I, I, I'm going Georgia. I think Florida keeps it close. They're getting 14 and a half. I'm not saying who to take with the spread, but I'm just saying I think Florida keeps it close. All right, the night game, uh, Penn State at Ohio State. This makes me nervous, but my gut just tells me Penn State. You know, I forgot to look up if Clifford – you said Penn State? Mm-hmm. Wow. I forgot to look if Clifford is actually going to play, but I, I've got to go Ohio State. They already lost one game. They're not going to slip up at home a, a second time. Um, so looking at the NFL, we were going to pick the Packers at Cardinals, but since the game's already into halftime as we're doing this uh, uh, episode, we're going to skip it. So we'll go to Sunday. Steelers at the Browns. Uh, I got your boys, the Steelers. I, I think they're, I think they're going to come out, uh, the second half of the season. I think they're really going to show us that they are the second best team in the division. Now I'm really scared to take the Steelers, but I'm going to take, I'm going to roll with my guys as well. And then the uh, final game, will pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the saints. Who you got saints. And I'm going to tell you why Ooh. I think people, no, I think people forget that regular season last year, the Saints owned the Bucs. Like, the Bucs ultimately won the Super Bowl, but I don't think that was by accident. I just think Sean Payton, I think he just really knows how to coach against Bruce Arians, and he showed it last year. So it's a it's a home game, too. Uh, I'm not saying that Tom Brady's going to struggle. I just feel like I trust Sean Payton at home against this team. He's, he's shown me he has a track record. JT, is Drew Brees dressing for the Saints? He is not. Is Tom Brady still the starter and planning on playing Sunday for the Indeed Tampa Bay? Is. Then I got to roll with Tampa Bay. And you would so. be handing him the 600 
Touchdown ball. Got you. In person after negotiations, after you're my security guard. Not a bad life. Not a bad life we we, live. I know if I if I know if I'm going to a negotiation with you, I know we both coming out broke. So again, again, see, fans and listeners, this is oh, how he treats me oh, on, a daily, basis, on, a, up, on a daily basis. Wrap it up on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Wrap it up. Stop crying. Let's go. All right. So the director is pointing at me. We got to wrap it up because JT says so, and his name's first on the show. So JT, great episode to the fans and listeners out there. Thank you, as always, for listening. And remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Don All Sports Podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to please follow us on social media, our handle, JT. And the Don, we can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So once again, thank you for listening. And JT, great episode as always. And until the next episode, see ya. Peace.